Jillian DeCorsese, Lionheart. Is Lionheart is that from the movie John Claude Van Damme, or is it just does it come from somewhere else? Yeah, no, it actually, um, it, uh, my first coach gave it to me and, um, he kind of took it from there. Cause you know, I was just like in training, just kind of get beat up and whatever and just keep going, going, going. And it doesn't matter. Have you seen the movie yourself? <laughs> I saw only <laughs> clips of it. I know that's the worst part, right? It was it's... like, it's been like, I've had that nickname for like five years now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I never actually watched the movie. Um, New York, you know, it's been hit pretty bad by the coronavirus like in in like a few days it's just pretty widespread you know what's your life like right now um i mean it's pretty crazy it's pretty it's different um luckily i'm like um i'm out on uh in nassau county in long island um so i'm a little bit more removed from you know the real mayhem of being in the city um but you know it's it's a different way of life now um you know everything we're doing is you know i'm doing everything from my house i'm working from home um you know luckily i was able to set up like a little gym setup in my basement so now it's like all right i'm working from home i'm training at home um <laughs> everything is just kind of located around your house and you know just going to the grocery store now is like a big event and a you know stressful experience and it's like wow in like a matter of minutes how quickly you know life can change and but also at the same time you know you take put things in perspective and kind of take things um that we were taking for granted and like wow you know really everything can be ripped away from you like that yeah um, i was listening to some i think it was a podcast or an interview and and this guy was saying that now all the people that live in first world countries get to understand what third world countries been living the whole time this is their lifestyle right. yep 100 percent. like you know even like just little things that we don't think about like you know um like you know i have like my morning routine where i'm like lysoling everything around the house like disinfecting bleach and everything and it's like normally all right you do your cleaning and stuff but we don't do it to this degree and extent and it's like wow wait these are things that you know some people have to think about you know all the time just because you know threats are there do you do you have a daily routine that you set out every day like this is the I'm going to keep you know like like a kind of like a military style or do you just kind of wake up and just go with the flow um, I'm more of a go with the flow person, um, but I do try and keep a routine. Um, I'm in addition to uh, being, you know, to fighting, um, a mental health therapist. So, you know, I have that which keeps, you know, definitely has been helping keep a routine for me because I have clients scheduled. So I have to make sure, hey, I'm up, you know, I'm getting dressed. I'm kind of doing things where, hey, if you're just working from home and you're not actually interacting with people, you're it's very difficult to kind of keep a routine. But for me, I'm like, no, wait, I have, you know, I have to look pre presentable. I have to do all these things. Um, so I'm trying as best as I can to keep a routine because it's important. Um, and we're structured beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, luckily, you don't have a fight coming up. Or do you have a fight coming up? No, no, no. I had, um, you know, I had before all this went down and we were tr pushing hard to try and get something for April. Um, and then, you know, that thing started happening. So I was like, all right, let's wait. Um, and then, you know, it's like, all right, maybe we'll look at May, but at this point right now, it's like, all right, we don't, we don't even know kind of how things are going like moment to moment. So it's like, all right, you know, we got to wait until at least, you know, at least I know that, Hey, things are settling down and gyms are going to be back open. Um, cause I'm, I don't want to jump into something and, you know, not, not know what's going on, you know, cause we're at that point, especially in New York where, you know, we don't, we don't know what it's going to bring and, you know, every moment it's getting worse. So do you find yourself doing certain things more now that you do have time at home 
and you could um, kind of like sit down and see like okay maybe i should watch more film or maybe i should learn about nutrition more you know is there anything yeah i'm definitely trying to um because i you know my schedule is usually really jam-packed like i'm pretty much going non-stop between you know running from training running to my office to see clients running back to training um so i'm usually like kind of non-stop like six days a week like 12 hours a day so um i'm kind of take trying to take advantage and um use this time wisely and really get into touch with things that i can never do because i'm just you know running around like a maniac um 24 seven. So I'm trying to take up like different kind of ways of working out and things I don't get into um, doing some like yoga classes, um, you know, trying to just like, really kind of take this time and, and take advantage and be like, all right, let me reset, let me put things back in perspective. And where there was holes, I work on those holes. And now that I have, you know, some lots of solo time, um, focusing on the training aspects that you don't get to focus on, because you're like, Oh, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. All right, well, there's a lot of like, you know, individual drills and things that, you know, those get usually tossed to the side. So now I'm like, okay, well, now's my opportunity to do all to, to fine tune all those things that I can't, you know, I usually don't have the time to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those solo drills, I think those things be they they become overlooked after yep. training for so long because you're just like I'm a professional I know what I'm doing you kind of get stuck in that and then like you're folk you're always looking for the new thing you know what I mean like right. oh this is coming up so I gotta yeah. do this and then this is something new you know so it's, so I guess yeah if you take advantage of the time right now if you're in isolation just do the right. solo drills now <laughs> yeah um, yeah I mean you know it's like and I'm trying to like keep myself as in best shape as I can so then when I when I am able to get back that it's like not like such a hard hit on my body um and plus I'm not somebody that can kind of sit idle for too long anyway um, I'm already feeling my energy levels like through the roof I'm like oh man is this like what it feels like to be like a normal person and not like run your body to the ground every day is yeah there's two ways you can go you know you could keep yourself busy and keep yourself healthy and, and keep your weight down or you could go the opposite way and just sit on right. the couch and uh, I'm pretty sure there's fighters on both sides of the spectrum right yeah I can't I can't sit still I sit for like, like I could maybe get through like an hour show or movie and then after that I'm like mm. all right <laughs> kind of all antsy let's get into your career a little bit you know summer 2017 you made your professional debut you know looking back at that experience did you feel any different or did it feel any different from your amateur fights because you've had you had a lot of amateur fights um i think like my last few amateur fights were really really um anxiety provoking and i felt like a lot of pressure because i knew um, kind of my con like, you know, Invicta was watching me and, you know, there was potential that they were going to offer me a contract. So it was like, you know, the last I would say the last three amateur fights were really, really stressful, um, more stressful than my pro debut, because it was like, OK, you know, any little mistake that you make, you know, that could, that you can mess things up for yourself. Um, so kind of that pro debut with them was was like kind of like a okay, I could kind of relax. Um, I'm here. It's here. And it was just such, you know, an amazing experience that um, I would say it was definitely, I felt less pressure doing that than, than my last couple of amateurs. Which fight do you think changed you? I would say my first um, loss to uh, when I fought Alicia Zapatella. Um, that really kind of was like, okay, hey, we, we got to look at things. We got to do things differently. Um, and then, you know, last year I fought, um, then I had another loss pretty much right after it, um, when I fought Kelly 
And that one was where we really, you know, my coaches and I, we, we took a step back and we were like, all right, we got to like, let's look at things. Um, and it was a big realization point that I wasn't up until that point, you know, once I went pro, I kind of changed the way I was fighting. Um, I kind of was fighting more, not my, you know, not my game plan. And I was, you know, thinking about like, oh, what things I should be doing um, in far as far as like what fans are looking for. And, oh, I should, oh, if they were a striker, oh, I should stand and bang with them where, no, you know, take it to where you're to where I'm strong. So after my fight with Kelly was like, that was the real turning point where we were like, no, wait, let's kind of get back to what you're good at, what your strengths are and, and focus on that. Um, and since then, we've kind of revamped, revamped training and just where we're focusing at and really, you know, then and it's, you know, my last two fights have been a complete different um fighter in there and i i felt more confident because i knew what i was going to do and i'm like wait that i don't you know most people can't hang with me in that world so you know let's let's go back to that and it's been working yeah what was that feeling like coming back after two losses and then you know scffc getting a tko finish your first finish of your pro career (laughs) what was that feeling it must have been crazy Oh, it was, it, it felt um, amazing. I mean, it was, it was one of the best feelings because it was like, you know, I, I, I need this. I, I need to get back on track um, for myself. Um, I don't, I take losses really, really hard. Um, and not like, not in a sore loser type of way, but, you know, I take, the, I take them to heart and, you know, I take them like personally, like, hey, I didn't do enough. You weren't, you know, you didn't perform um, the way you needed to. You didn't, you didn't show your best out there. Um, so it was, you know, I knew I needed that finish and, and just to get myself back on track. Um, and you know, Katie was tougher than I thought. And, you know, she came out, you know, real tough. Um, but going into the third round, I just had in my mind that, all right, you know what? No, I'm not letting you get out of this round. (laughs) We got to finish it. And, you know, I just dug deep and, you know, it happened. With these two wins, it's like you hit a groove. You're, you're gathering this momentum now, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely feels like a groove. That's why, you know, after my my last fight in February, um, you know, we were trying to get back in back in there as soon as possible. Um, I was poss- possibly had another fight for um, Cage Fury at the beginning of uh, no, actually, it would have been last weekend. Um, but I mean, it, it, the way it turns out now, they weren't able to get me an opponent, and the event got canceled anyway because of everything that's going on. So I'm kind of viewing that as like a blessing in disguise, like. All right, at least I wasn't, you know, putting myself through a training camp, you know, unfortunately for the event to be canceled because of everything. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, I wanted to get back in there as soon as possible. But, you know, life circumstances have kind of taken a little bit of a detour for us. So, you know, as soon as things settle, hopefully I can get back in there. I feel like momentum is just an essential thing for a fighter. Once you get it, you got to keep it. You know what I mean? Right. You can't- you can't like lose that because, but right. it, there's, but it's it's out of your control. This this thing is completely out of your control. So, how do you keep yourself mentally strong? You know, you're a mental uh, health counselor, so it must be help. It must help being somebody that helps other people with their mental side. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, you know, it is helpful because I'm I'm like uh, the type of person that always views things as like you have to practice what you preach, right? So if I'm going to tell someone to view a, a situation in a certain way or try and think positive, I'm like, I need to do that myself. I can't just, you know, tell people to do this and not do it myself. That's not that's not cool. Um, and I mean, I'm just generally like an overly, um, over, usually see the glass half full and pretty positive person. So it's like, even, you know, when life gets me down and tries to, you know, throw me a train wreck, 
Um, it's like, all right, you let it affect you, but then it's like, take a deep breath and all right, let me push forward and, you know, make the best of, you know, even the, the crappiest situations. Your last win was at Invicta FC 39. In that main event, the the title was kind of on the line, you know, you know, the champion's right. weight. Uh, Cummings, Ashley Cummings, right? She yeah. could have won the title, but she lost that fight. So basically, it's vacant. Like, so right. who do you see? Do you do you think the champ deserves to get another shot at the title, or do you feel like we need to get some fresh faces in there and and have them battle it out for the for the belt? Yeah, I mean, they you know I think the deal that they had made when they um, when Jane got stripped from the of the title because she missed weight was that they you know that you know if she did win, okay, she wouldn't win the title, but she would you know be able to get that next title shot. Um, as far as opponents, um, right now, you know, just within Invicta itself. You know, there's a lot of top contenders. Um, Adam Waits, I think, could definitely put up there, um, and it would be a hell of a fight. And, you know, I think we have, you know, as far as, you know, Adam Waits go, Invicta is definitely, you know, right now, you know, the place to be, um, you know, outside of, like, one and things like that. But, you know, I'm glad I get to be part of that. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, with some more wins and just keep that momentum going that, you know, I'll get my shot one day. How many wins do you think you're – away from a title shot because you know you're ranked in around like the 20-ish you know like around that number 20 right. 20 around there so is, is it like about three more wins if you get on like a 5-5 five, five winning streak it's, it's pretty much hard to deny you yeah I, I think if I win my next couple um fights I have I definitely have a good case um you know I've hung I've you know my last fight with Kelly you know um I didn't go out there and fight my best, but, you know, there's also, like, little things that happen within the fight that were, like, all right, you know, a little suspect. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You leave it to the judges, and, you know, you don't do what you got to do to finish it, then, you you know, you have to deal with it. Um, my fight with Alicia, I took that fight on a week's notice, and, you know, we went the distance, and it was a very competitive fight, and she's one of the, you know, the top ranked in the division right now, so it's like... You know, I see it def- definitely if I get a couple more wins under my belt, especially under the Invicta banner, they, you know, I have a very good case to make to get that shot. Open judging. They did it <laughs> recently at an Invicta event. Did you watch that event? And what uh, are yeah, your I watched all their that? events. Um, I, I think it was I think it's a good idea because it's like it, you know, as a fighter, sometimes, you know, you're your corners and you know you might think that hey you're winning or you might think you're losing and you're actually winning um and you could be completely misjudging it and now it's like okay it's concrete um and i like the fact that they they just show it to the corners and then it's up to the coach you know they know their fighter so they get to decide if they share it with them or they don't um but it's it makes it concrete and if every other sport does it why don't we do it well i look at it like this um, when you go to like a football game or a basketball game and you walk into the arena, what you know, you look at the field first or the court first, but then after that, you look at the scoreboard. So right. I feel like you should have a scoreboard. Like you should have the names of the fighters up there with the judges' names and right. their score. So if a fan walks in and they're like, oh, what's going on? And you just look up at the scoreboard and say, oh, okay. Um, right. Jillian's winning, right? She's won <laughs> the first two rounds. This is round three. Uh, you know, the other girl has to come out and, and do something drastic. To win this fight, right, right, one hundred percent. I know some of the like the the things that people were saying that didn't like were kind of against it. Were hey that they felt like hey if one person is you know they know they won the first two rounds, all right, come the third round they might kind of like avoid and not you know not make it like try and make it a boring fight in that third round. Yeah, that is possible. But then you know the other person that knows that they lost that two 
you know, those two rounds, they're coming out gunning for that finish. So that, you know, that could lead for a more exciting fight. Um, you know, the way I see it is like, if I know that I won two rounds, I'm going to take more chances in that third round. Um, because I know if I go for a sub and I wind up on my back, as long as I don't do something really stupid, even if I lost that third, third round, I won the fight. Yeah, that's a great perspective. You're right. You're right. You could take chances and as long as you yeah. keep yourself safe, you could go for finishes. Right. Even because you won the first two rounds. So you know that even if you do kind of if you do lose this round, you still won the fight. Right. And you could take yeah. those like because especially with subs, you know, with subs, you're on top. You're like, you know, because I do it myself. I'm like, man, I don't want to go for this arm bar because I go for it. You know, unless there's like like 20 seconds left or something like that, I wind up on my back could potentially lose a round just because I went, you know, I, I went for the sub. Um, but third round, I know I won the first two. I'm going for it. The Phoenix uh, Series 3, you know, the main event, uh, it was one of the craziest oh, fights. Did you see her face? Like, it was so, so many it cuts, was, right? It's it so was tough. like Frankenstein. Yeah. And then a couple days later, you had Zhang Weili and Joanna Jacek <laughs> fight, and that was even crazier, right? It's just yep. like women's MMA in the last year or two years has become just phenomenal i believe you know and uh, i think the fans are starting to realize it too yeah i i think so and i think you know i mean it's been the the die the die hard like w uh women's mma fans have been you know always felt like the women's fights were more exciting and then you get you know the people that weren't really into it but now i mean especially with you know those two fights back to back it's like you can't deny that you know the the women are bringing it and you know especially with that you know um with uh, Lisa's face in that, you know, main event, like she was wrecked. And it was like, man, you could like the way her facial expressions were, she was cold as could be like nothing phasing her. That's impressive. And then, you know, Joanna's forehead, it was just. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. That, the crater. <laughs> yeah. That was, was tough, nuts. Tough as nails. Tough as nails. Do you pay attention to the uh, atom weight division's? around the world you know because of course invicta has a great atomweight division i feel like the two other promotions you should be watching if you watch the women's atomweight division is <laughs> one championship and ryzen um yep. do you watch those other promotions yep i definitely do um you know we've actually been uh trying to um uh get a fight with ryzen um against i um you know we like it's been a fight that, you know, has been kind of proposed a little bit, but nothing like concretely. So it's something that, you know, my manager and I are definitely pushing for, um, you know, matchup wise, like, you know, we match up really, really well. Um, you know, she's, she's tough. She's awesome. And, you know, we're trying to, trying to make that one happen. Um, and you know, show show just show the Japanese fans a really exciting fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, they've been sending a lot of girls out there, so. It's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's you know, Invicta, a, a bunch of the Invicta girls have gone. So it's like, hey, you know, let's go. Let's make this happen. I'm going to give you a scenario. The UFC calls. They don't yep. have an atom weight division. They have a straw weight division. Do you go? Do you sign with the UFC? Um, I think for the the only way we'd uh, jump up to straw weight would be, you know, if it was that UFC call. I feel like you can't, you know, turn that down, even if it's not your weight class. And, you know, you see a lot of the atom weights um, have jumped up to you know the ufc just because it was like hey all right i can't you know ufc calls me i can't say no um but then you know at the same time you know strawweight is definitely not my natural weight class i'm you know i'm, I'm an atom weight um i'm not you know i'm not my bone structure my size everything you know even when i you know eat like crap i don't you know i don't get way heavy um so it's 
that would be the only stipulation that it would go up to 115 just because you can't really say no to that. All right, Jalen, thank you so much for the time. Uh, it was fun chatting with you, and hopefully you stay safe and yes. and, uh, and you improve your, your yourself through uh, drilling and, and, you know, and just have, I guess you got to just have fun and enjoy the time that you have alone and, and at a home and, and, uh, yeah, that's all you can do, right? Just try yep. to keep positive. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you got to make the best of every situation and, you know, try and try and just think of it like, Hey, you know, I try and view everything that everything happens for a reason. So it's like, all right, you know, I got to find my purpose within this and, you know, just stay safe, stay healthy and, you know, keep everybody safe and healthy around me too. <laughs> 